This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Nah, I don't eat eggs. You don't eat eggs? No. Ever? No. Scrambled? No. A hard-boiled egg? No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Patrick Mahomes, the magic show, is here in Oakland pulling the rabbit out of the hat and handing the rabbit to Travis Kelsey. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out Bishop the age, and for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas. Everything happening in the sports world. Touchdown! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So you're more of a traditional Hark, Christmas Hark music. Hark the Herald player. Angels sing. I like that. Hark the Herald Angels oh, yeah. sing. Yeah, I like that. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, after a long, long break, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, do you feel rejuvenated? Do you feel recharged? Do you feel re-energized? How do you feel? I feel. Do you was, feel anything? I feel it was about the longest break I think I've had. And, I know. Uh, you know, normally I only get about three or four days, and this one was real nice break. So really enjoyed it. It was just sort of the way the week lined up, and with Christmas being on a Tuesday and the New Year's Day being on a Tuesday and the Eve on a Monday, and I enjoyed a nice five days away. It was more like nine. Yeah. We got to break away for a little bit take my mind off of work and just sort of sit there and do nothing but watch a lot of football? Yeah. Is that was, about what you did? At, I was actually only gone about four days. I was back on Christmas Day because we had to do Christmas a little different this year because my niece having to Did you open up all your presents? Oh, yeah. The night before? We, op- we had our Christmas on the 22nd, and I know that sounds very odd. Was that spoiled by the KU loss to Arizona State that night? We... My sister uh, made the credo that we had to open presents before KU played. Yeah, because there were no presents after that game. No, it was a little no. rough for you. No, and we're lucky we still have a television set up there because she was ready to throw whatever she could get her hands on through the TV set. Yeah, for everybody that says, oh, that's Steve Sell. He just he gets too upset about games and gets, gets hard on the Jayhawks. I think you need to watch his sister. Oh, my gosh. Because I think she's the one that is ready to break everything. She, oh, I mean, she was just... She was ready to disown some of the players. I mean, she was ready for Quentin Grimes to be – hope he transferred or something like that. But I, I Do you think she I feels the better calm, after the Eastern Michigan win the other yeah, day? Yeah, I, I was the calm one in the room, which really seems very – How surprising. do you think she's going to feel tonight? Big 12 basketball gets going tonight. Oh, she, well, uh, yeah, she'll she'll be watching her Jayhawks, and uh, um, I, I tell you, she'll, she'll, be, she'll be very nervous, I can tell you that. I think you're pretty indifferent. Is she a – Hardcore anti K State. She doesn't say much about. K- Actually, she's she's an- just all in on KU. She's anti Missouri. That's the way it seems. More of the people in that area. Yeah, are. she's anti Missouri. She doesn't say much about K State. She's just okay. Very, you know, she she worked, you know, she worked for the school for a long time. So I mean, for K State? No, no. KU. Oh, for KU. Okay. Yeah, she worked at KU for over ten years. So you know, she. They, they, um, 
she's got a real loyalty to the school. So a good vacation for you? Yeah. Did you play yeah. any golf? No, and that was the only too cold. That, that was the only real downer. Couldn't play any golf. It was just yeah, it was just too cold. Um you know, I had my clubs ready. They were ready. I'm sure they were. Raring to go. I'm sure they and were. And I know ready. there's been some years that uh you know, cuz I generally always take my vacation the same time of the year just because I'm kind of like the school kids. You know, you got to take it when they take it. So, um generally there's been years I've played as much as four or five rounds of golf while on vacation in December, but such was not the case this year. I feel real sorry for you. Well, it was really strange because you were <laughs> you were gone, but we had an incredible amount of rain, and the fl- and the course kind of started to flood a little bit. But then it got down to about six degrees, and all the flood water that was out there turned Ooh, to ice. So it was an ice rink at it. Turkey was, Creek. It was an ice rink. If you went, if you looked at number four, it was kind of icy there in the fairway. Ooh. So. But uh, I think it's probably all melted by now. We I don't know how much rain we had uh, those couple days. We had back-to-back days of a lot of rain. You were gone. I think I, I was. it was like the 27th or 28th maybe. And, uh, man, we had a ton of rain. Steve, I had a good vacation. Got to see a lot of people. Got to do a lot of time sleeping. Yeah. Went to the Chiefs game on Sunday. I was a little nervous being a Chiefs fan. Didn't that they take, were going to find a way to, to I think, screw I think it when up. The, I think when the pick six happened, you that kinda, was ugly. Yeah, you kind of knew the, that was ugly. You kind of knew the Raiders were not invested. Raiders in the fans were feeling good at Arrowhead that day oh, going I'm sure. into the game, and th- and that's a game that a ton of Raiders fans come out of the woodworks and they've got their black it's and silver. It's amazing on. how many Raiders fans there are in this part of the country. They just have to hide. I, I think it's the people that are Raiders fans. They they. They kind of appeal to the. They're like pirates, you know. <laughs> they're the. They're the. You know, the evil empire, so to speak. And people kind of like. You know, people kind of like the bad boys. It's. It's. They're the bad boys, but they haven't been bad boys in a long time. Other than they come in a lot of penalties and do a lot of stupid stuff. Yeah, they've the, the Raiders fans have had to hide in shame a little bit more this year. Steve, I want to talk about the NFL playoffs and that game on Sunday a little bit a little later on today. First things first, we've got to talk about all the bowl games. So we'll start off by diving into the new era pinstripe bowl. What were your thoughts of that? Who played? No, I'm just kidding. We got to talk about the big games. Yeah. I'm thinking we'll start with college football playoff games, the semifinal games, then maybe a couple others that like the ones that happened last night, Texas and Georgia. Did you see the video of Bevo trying no. to run over Ugga? You no. didn't see it? I'll have to show you the video. No, but I heard KU's AD made some kind of comment about it so i don't know why it's caused he must have said something snidely because it's getting a lot of airplay do you know who bevo is yeah oh you're talking about jeff long saying so jeff I long you meant bevo no jeff long said something about the incident so. oh yeah bevo and ugga butting heads well that's kind of a mismatch <laughs> anyway college football playoff semifinal games Alabama with a fairly easy win over Oklahoma, 45-34. Clemson with a dismantling of Notre Dame, 30-3. My first takeaway as I was watching those games was not one that a lot of people had, and that was, oh, well, they got the final four games wrong. It should have been Georgia. It should have been Ohio State. UCF, the national champions, they should have had a chance. I think they got the final four teams correct. They did. But... I think what we saw that day is that Alabama and Clemson they are, are in a whole nother they league. They really are. They are. And it where they're in another league, defensive line, that's where it all starts to me. The teams that set, you know, those two teams, 
You look at their defensive line. I know Alabama ended up giving up a lot of points to OU, but you get up 20. But they were in absolute control the entire yeah, game. Yeah, you get up 28-0. You're going to have a bit, you know, you've built yourself a really nice cushion, and you can just kind of, you know, take it easy from there. Clemson, they didn't even have their best defensive lineman, and Notre Dame could do absolutely nothing. Uh, Notre Dame deserved to be there but they're nowhere in the class of those two teams. Both games, I thought, went about like I pictured it. I thought Clemson would be much, much better than Notre Dame. Whether the score would indicate it or not, I thought Clemson would be way better. I thought Oklahoma would hang in there a little bit, but I didn't think Alabama would just outmatch them so much that that game started rolling the wrong way from the very beginning for the Sooners, and Kyler Murray, I thought, was okay. I, I didn't think it was his best game, but I no. thought I thought he was certainly good enough to to hang around with most teams. But, but he was he was shell shocked early. Once, oh yeah. Once he settled down, he was fine. But that twenty eight zero hole just basically took all the suspense out of the game. Steve, you're not a social media person, but at halftime of that game, a lot of people were going, "Why did?" Tua Tagovailoa not win the Heisman, and why did Kyler Murray win it? Because Tua has. I some, don't have any doubt of that either. Tua Tua has so many more weapons around him than Kyler Murray. I mean, let's face it. Uh, you put Kyler Murray uh, with the weapons that Tua has, he probably puts up better numbers than Tua does. Well, and the other thing you have to remember, too, is it's similar to that most valuable player award in that if Kyler Murray is not the quarterback for OU, if they put his backup in the game, it would be a rough, rough season for the Sooners. Well, if you heard my sell on sports today, the winds of change are going to start blowing through the Big 12. Because if you take Kyler Murray off OU this year and Austin Kendall's the quarterback, who he's, he's the backup quarterback to Kyler Murray, they don't win the Big 12. There's no way. But with Alabama, their backup quarterback has played in two national championship games, has lost like one game in his career, and it does have to be a little bit of a most valuable player award. Are you the most valuable player to your team? And the Heisman, of course, does go to a lot of times a, the best a, a player, player that's on, the best on a good team. team. The best player on the best team. It's not always that way, but it tends to work out that way more in college football because you could have a phenomenal running back at North Carolina State, but if the team is 7-6, and six, then nobody really knows right. about them and they don't have an impact on the game. Where Tim Tebow... He's a Heisman type of guy. Cam Newton is a Heisman type of guy. Johnny Manziel, even though Texas A&M was not the best team by any means in the year that he won the Heisman. They were still plenty good. They were good. I think they were 10-2. and two. But that's about the crime. You have to be good enough in order to earn that type of award. And I think Kyler Murray certainly deserved it. I thought Notre Dame and Oklahoma deserved to play in the Final Four. But we learned Clemson and Alabama oh, yeah. are... One huge step above everybody else. And don't be surprised if we're talking about these same two teams next year. I would not be. Clemson's got a pretty young team, especially, you know, on Trevor defense. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, a freshman. I'm, I hadn't seen a ton of him live. I hadn't watched it. I'd seen highlights, and I was more familiar with Kelly Bryant. But I hadn't seen as much of Trevor Lawrence. And, man, he's a good And then player. Alabama. He's you look at Alabama, all their skill people. Or sophomores, it seems like. All their really good skill people are sophomores. It's scary. Yeah. Welcome to my life in the SEC West. Yeah. It's not a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm excited for the rematch of, well, the fourth time they've played in the last four years, Alabama and Clemson. Twice in the national championship. Bama won once. 
Clemson won the other time, then they played in the semifinal last year. And so, Bama-Clemson, part four. Yeah. Bama-Clemson, quattro. Yes. We'll find something out about that, and that'll be next Monday. And a game that I always look forward to is the national championship game, so that should be a fun one. Some of the other bowl games, did you get to watch much yesterday, Steve? I watched a little bit. With the New Year's yeah. Six? Yeah, I, I watched some of them. I was really, uh, uh, the Georgia-Texas game, I was really happy. You know, I'm not normally a, a rooter for Texas. No. But I liked what Texas did. I really did. Because, for one thing, it gave the Big 12 a little bit of shot at credibility. I think they ended up 4-3 and three in the bowl games. But they were 3-1 and one against the SEC. Yeah. And and anytime anytime a Big Twelve beats an SEC, I I don't care who it is. I that that's a that's a big plus to me. I'm not one of the people that'll come out and say, "Oh, Georgia wasn't motivated to play in this game because they didn't get into the national championship." I I don't really think that's the case. I just think Texas had their number last night. I think Georgia's a better team. Oh yeah, but Texas played well and they if you played, played inspired. If you played ten times, I'd think Georgia at least eight eight and two. Maybe Georgia shouldn't have been sitting around during the semifinal games and saying, huh, you let Notre Dame in, huh, you let Oklahoma in, yeah. and we didn't get a chance. And Texas just came out and hit them right in the mouth. And that's what Texas used to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm very cool with the position that they're in right now as being on the verge of relevance, and they're very being young. okay, they're but they're very young, and I, and I think they win. I think they win the Big 12 next year. What about Ohio State and Washington? I watched some of that. Ohio uh, State was much better. Yeah, Washington made a little run late. Washington's quarterback, for whatever reason, couldn't throw the ball more than 15 yards downfield. Everything was... He's got like the most wins in Pac-12 history. 39, yeah. He'd won. But he's never won any big game. Yeah, and he's not an NFL quarter. He's not going to be an NFL quarterback because he doesn't have the Jake arm... Jake Browning. He doesn't have the arm strength. What about LSU-UCF? Did you get to see watched, any of that game? I watched that because Ed Orgeron lost his mind about 25 different times in that game. The headset smash. Oh, yeah. I am definitely not a person that believes in the UCF 2017 national champions thing. No, no. I, I'm not. I'm not in on they're that. Not, they're not in the club, so to speak. But LSU put up almost 600 yards of offense. I saw that. And that's LSU. Yeah. A team that is known for not that, having a very good offense. Yeah, that's what and cost, not having a that's passing That's what cost Les Miles his job when he was at LSU. They couldn't, you know, move the football. LSU's quarterback threw for almost 400 yards. I think it was 394. And I was reading earlier this morning that it's the first time an LSU quarterback has thrown for 300 or more yards since 2003. And the score, I think it was like 40 to 34. I don't have it in front of me anymore. 40 32, yeah. But it, it, it looks closer than it was. Yeah, but you look at the stats, they're not even close. But LSU dismantled them. Yeah. And there's all the excuses of, oh, Mackenzie Milton wasn't playing quarterback uh, for UCF, but LSU was without like nine of its 11 stars. All, all you had to do was look at the difference in the offensive line for LSU and defensive line for Central Florida. I mean, Central Florida looked like sticks compared to LSU's guys. I know that Central Florida is is sitting there going, oh, well, we went undefeated the last two years. Why don't we get a shot? And they were talking about it a little bit on the broadcast about how they've tried to schedule Florida. They've tried to schedule Florida State. They've tried to go out of their way and meet these teams and be able to get some more credibility with their resume, which is good. But the thing that UCF has to remember is – you are not, as Steve said, in the club. Mm-hmm. You are not Alabama. You're not Clemson. You're not Georgia. And these teams wouldn't even think about playing you unless it was at home. Right. And so they're going, well, Florida won't play us in a home-and-home. 
that's not the way it works. Do you remember when Boise State was starting to make its big come up? Right. They they had won the Fiesta Bowl and they're OU. and they're and they're trying to say, hey, we're the real deal. And the next few years, they would go play Georgia early on in the year. They played Oregon early on in the year. They had to go on the road, sometimes in weird neutral site games. I think they played Virginia Tech one year, like in the Georgia Dome. Boise State had to go out of their way to try and get as many good wins as possible because their conference was not good. At that time, they were not even in the Mountain West yet. They were in the whack. And so the American Athletic Conference did not have a very good bowl season. And I'm not a person either that really judges conferences based off of bowl games because sometimes matchups are weird. But the American Athletic Conference, going undefeated in that conference, does not mean you get to be a Final Four team. Right. And I don't know if you've had any more revelations about this. Are you fine with a four-team playoff? Do you think it should expand to eight? Do you think it should expand to 16? Did anything change for you no, after I, this? I like the four. I know eight. Everyone's saying eight. I'm, I'm pretty good with the four. Um, let's face it, it'd been real easy to do the two this year. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Alabama and Clemson, I don't know what it's going to take for somebody else to get up to their level, but right now there's nobody there. One more thing before we take a break. Another scenario I saw that I didn't hate was a six-team playoff, and not based off of individual Power 5 conference champions make it. It's the same format, but one and two get a bye. Right. Three and six play at the three. Like the NFL. Four and five play at the four. And then the one would get, they'd play the team with the worst record. I don't hate that. No. The only thing I don't like about eight is that you start to let in some teams that might not be that good. And Central Florida would have been in on the eight. And I know that it would be more games and it's more money and more more chances for excitement. And there there will be some upsets every now and then. But I just don't think if you are a 10-2 and two team that you really deserve no. to be in the same class no. as a team that goes undefeated. No. That's just, it, it's, it's weird. I know LSU won the national championship that one year with two losses, but it's just not eight I don't like. And I certainly don't like 16 because I do like conference championship games, and there's tradition with it. Basketball's different because there's so little separation. When they play so many games. Yeah, exactly. And the turnaround is a little bit easier. I mean, you could play two games a weekend twice and then go play a Final Four. I I just don't love 16. I could could get my head around having an eight-team playoff. One versus eight at home. But I think all you're doing is eliminating the pretenders. And and I think the other bowl games are fun. I think there's a there's a, a good part of the Rose Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl and the Citrus Bowl and the Coffee Bowl and the Steak Bowl. I like all of that. I think it's fun and I think it's good for college football. I did notice I I just kinda glanced at a few of the early bowl games. Lot of empty seats. Man, lots of empty seats. Well it, it's hard to get to bowl games unless yeah. it's in a good geographic spot. Yeah. I saw, or I if it's in I, Florida. I can't remember if it was the Belk Bowl or whatever it oh, was. Oh, the Belk Bowl's rough. There, there was one game. Uh, I know at the start of the game, it looked like there were maybe 15,000 in about a 50,000-seat stadium. It looked like a KU game. Oh, yeah. All right, Steve, let's take a break. Good to be back. It's good to get all that off my chest. I've been sitting on it for two weeks. We'll take a break. Be back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by 
Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, getting down on it today. I, was, I love this song. I, w- I was watching uh, CNN yesterday sounds like a great day but they were it was the history of music for like the different decades and oh it was, and it was really good and i am convinced, what they say about cool and the gang well what i am convinced is the best music ever made was from about 1966 to about 1975 what's I, your what's your specific good old genre good old i'm good old rock and roll like give me give me an example Give you an ex- well. I love the Beatles. I was a huge Beatles. Ooh, you're a Beatle Beatlemania. I I I used to get the you know go down spend a quarter and get the Beatle cards with the oh. stick of gum in it. Are you I, a Paul I, guy? George. Oh, you are a George. George guy. is the best songwriter. The, he of the four. I know everyone says Lennon and McCartney wrote, but if you look at George Harrison's songs after he left the Beatles, some of the best stuff you'll ever see. Don't sleep on Ringo. Ringo was a clown. <laughs> Ringo was like the fourth wheel as far as I was concerned. Steve, are you excited about NFL playoff football this weekend, or do your ears not perk up until the divisional round? Well, I always used to are look... Are you cool at, with the wild card round? I, the wild card round to me was just a pretender's round, but you look at it this year, and because of the way the parity is in the NFL this year, we got some great game. San Diego and Baltimore... Los Angeles. Whatever. <laughs> Chargers, I can't. I'm. They're still San Diego to me, but Chargers Ravens. I mean, that's worthy of a championship game. The way the Ravens are playing right now, that is scary. And then you look at Texans and Indianapolis. I really hadn't been paying attention to the Colts, but uh, I was. They have been red hot. I was since wa- Andrew Luck got back to healthy. I know that on the Dan Patrick. I had the Dan Patrick show on. In the yeah, it runs on our AM on our AM, and I had that on in the other room. They're saying don't sleep on the Colts right now, which really scares me because if the Colts win, they'll play Kansas City. I heard Colin Coward talking about it yesterday that the opinion nationally is that at about week six or week seven is when Andrew Luck got back to fully healthy. Do you remember at the beginning of the year when they had to bring Jacoby Brissett in at the end of the game to try and throw a Hail Mary because he couldn't throw? And they believed about week six or seven is when Andrew Luck really got back to normal, and that since then they're like nine and one. Right. And Houston has been really good this year, and of course we get the in- inaugural AFC South game. In let the me wild let me ask round. you this: So, would you rather see Indianapolis win, so the Chiefs wouldn't play either the Ravens or the Chargers? Because those two teams scare the bejeepers out of me. Every team on the AFC side. I was talking about it with friends at the Chiefs game the other day, and we're running through the scenarios and go, okay, who would you like to play out of the AFC? Is it the Patriots? No. Nobody wants to play the Patriots in January. No. Is it the Chargers? No. I don't I don't want to play them. The Chargers would be to me the one team I wouldn't mind seeing them play because I just feel like the Ravens, do you want to see them play I don't them want to again? See, the Ravens are the team I really don't want to see them play. The Texans? 
I Texans I could handle, but Deshaun Watson to throw for when well, they've just got so many offensive weapons against yeah. the Chiefs defense that yeah. is not very exciting and to now, sound and like. And now the Chiefs fans. defense probably is feeling good about themselves because they held the sad sack Raiders to <laughs> three points. What about the Colts? I don't want to see them. Well, all you have to all you have to do when you talk Colts is remember when it was what was the game thirty eight to ten. Thirty eight to ten. They oh, lost yeah. 45-44. The Chiefs have had some pretty horrific recent losses in the postseason. Oh, horrible. The one team that I am glad that the Chiefs will not be playing. Pittsburgh. The Steelers. Yeah. Have you been reading about all the drama oh, that's been going on there? Yeah, it's it's as the Steelers turns right now. And then I I, I was watching first take before, over lunch. Oh. And Stephen and, A. Steve's yeah. best friend. Well, he wasn't on today. Can we start calling you Stephen S? No. But but anyway, uh, they were blasting Big Ben. That was the point I was about to make. They're blasting Big Ben. They said Big Ben's the source of all this problem. That he ran Todd Haley out of there. Mm-hmm. There's been drama with Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. That situation has been weird, and I think he's. I think Big Ben has sort of thrown him under the bus a few times. Yeah. Maybe it is Big Ben. It could be. Maybe it is him. Yeah. Maybe it's not Antonio Brown. Maybe he's the wise one saying, "Hey, we got to get the heck out of here." Yeah. Where is Antonio Brown going to end up? Where's Le'Veon Bell going to end up? Can you imagine if somehow they ended up back on the same team somewhere? Why do I just got this awful feeling? Denver. Le- <laughs> Le- no, Le'Veon Bell ends up with the Patriots. That wouldn't surprise me because they just have a bunch. You know, they have a bunch of pedestrian guys back there, but they they all seem to have a particular skill set like James White catches the ball uh, I don't know who, I don't even know who the other guys are they're all about the same but but Sony uh, Michelle Sony Michelle's not a bad runner so but Le'Veon Bell with the Patriots ooh we haven't even talked about the NFC yet and yeah. I think their wild card games are very sneaky good as well oh yeah Dallas is at home to take on the Seahawks and Dallas has been pretty good this year they're gonna lose seven and one at home but they're one and a half point favorites which I think for those lose. of you that follow Vegas lines means Seattle is the team that the wise guys think is the better team. No trust in Dak Prescott. That's what that comes down to. And then the Eagles-Bears, you got the reigning Super Bowl champs I've taking got, on the Bears that sometimes their offense is not good. I've got the Bears in the Super Bowl. Ooh. Yeah, hot the, take. The Bears are five-and-a-half-point favorites. I just I just think um, I'm, I'm not sold on – New Orleans didn't play very well, I didn't think, late in the year. Jared Goff kind of looked like he did pre-Sean McVay uh, toward the end of the year. He was very erratic. I think they lost, what, three of their last five games. And let's face it, the playoffs are all about who is the hot team. I mean, you look at Baltimore that one year when they had Trent Dilfer at quarterback. They got hot. Joe the... Flacco. You look at last year, Philadelphia. How many people really thought before the playoffs started, Philadelphia would win it all? With Nick Foles yeah. at quarterback. They yeah. didn't even have Carson Wentz. Yeah. How many people really thought Philadelphia? But they got hot at the right time, and they dominated the playoffs. As much as I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm afraid that this is one of those years where the favorites don't come out. No. That it's a team that's I have... playing this weekend that wins the Super Bowl. I feel about like I feel about the Chiefs like I feel about Dallas. Just no faith. I mean... The defense is just so bad. It just, and, and and really, Mahomes, if you look at his last three or four games, he, was, he, was, he wasn't what he was early in the year. But I tell you, losing Kareem Hunt, still, that's a big thing. That's a big thing to me. Just because he was a great receiver, great running back, and he was a finisher. And I know Damian Williams has done a really good job in his place, but it's just not the same. 
I think the teams that the Chiefs would like to see play are going to be teams that maybe are not as prolific offensively. Right. And that's kind of why I would like to see them play the Ravens. Yeah. Even though they could play them in the first round, but that would have to mean that would have to mean the Ravens win and the Texans win because then it'd be right. three and four. And that's probably what's going to happen, though. I think the Ravens would be a good matchup. Now it would pose some problems for the Chiefs' offense. Yeah, because their defense. But if is they really... get to twenty-eight points, they're not going to lose because oh, the, Raven, the Ravens' offense hasn't been good enough. But I, I just running quarterbacks scare me. I mean, gee, many Christmas. But like I said, the home field advantage. I wrote this in my column. The home field advantage helps the Chiefs most for their defense because they seem to play a lot better at home than they do on the road. Steve, do you remember back when we were going over the NFL draft back in April or May or whatever month it was, and we were talking about the quarterbacks, and we said, which one's going to be the best? And I said, don't sleep on Lamar Jackson. They're all telling him he needs to go be a wide receiver. Lamar Jackson, I mean, Baker Mayfield had a really good year, but Lamar Jackson has a great case for and you look at the other ones, of the year. Josh Rosen. Yeah. Well, Josh he had Allen. a pretty tough situation. Josh Allen, not very good. Tough Who, situation. There was one other guy. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Tough situation. Yeah, they're all really terrible teams. Yeah. Steve, let's take one more break and wrap up today's show after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KDBE. Steve is going to be back. Oh, yeah. Going to be back and talking on a regular basis. And it's going to be good It's going to be good to get back to some high school sports. We've been... You read my mind, Steve. Yeah. You know, I usually put together a little bit of a show plan, or at least an idea, a blueprint. I don't even have to tell Steve very often, and he transitions right to where I wanted to take this. Yeah. It'll be good to get some basketball back High on school Friday basketball night. Friday night at the Roundhouse. The Bullpups will be taking on Circle as we dive a little bit more into some information on them later on this week. But one thing that will look a little bit different on Friday than it has throughout the first month of the season, Coach Strathman back on the sidelines. Yeah, and he got a great report. Uh, no, He's got no future treatments is, is my understanding. Right. So, uh, boy, that was, that was the best Christmas present we probably got over the holiday break for Coach Strathman. That's just fantastic. Back on the sidelines. He's excited to be back. You got to see him on the day of the football game right, last Saturday. Yeah, yeah, He's just been texting off the hook, oh, I'm so excited to be back. Yeah, he really is. I think he's just excited to go back and teach. Yeah, he is. He, Instead of know, sitting at home. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get out of your routine and, uh, you know, you, you kind of you miss it. I know I've kind of – I mean, I was still coming in even though I was on vacation. I was coming down at night and posting a few things here or there, but I didn't write any columns. I just posted what needed to be posted to keep the, you know, the public in the, of course. Ma- you know, as we did have some games, uh, Mac college men's basketball played on Sunday against four days and, and central had a game in there. So, uh, you know, came down, had some bowling, had a 300 game, Ooh. Terry Paul Mateer, I think his name is. Wish it would have been you. 
Uh, I haven't bowled in a lot. I'm afraid if I threw one ball, my arm would come out of the socket. I would be afraid for you. I'd be very afraid. Steve, Big 12 games tonight. Ooh. I'm going to get your predictions. And maybe tomorrow after we see a lot of these teams play, we can do a prediction well, for I did. what that the was, standings will be That like. was my column today. I don't Ooh. Know you haven't read my column? Yet? I haven't read it yet. I did the uh, order of finish in the Big 12. Let's let's hear it. Well, I had K. I can't remember for sure. I know I'm K. I'm going to pull it up. KU was one. Shocker. TCU was two. I think I had OU three. TCU two. Right. Oklahoma three, K-State four, Iowa State five, West Virginia six, Texas Tech seven, Texas eight, Baylor nine, Oklahoma State ten. And if there's a team I really missed on, it might be Texas Tech. I don't know really much about them. Well, they're 11 and one. I Yeah, but everybody in the Big 12 is either 11 and one or 10 and two, it seems like. Besides Oklahoma State, they're six, right. and six. six and six. There's a couple eight and fours in there. Baylor is an eight and four. What about OU? How do you feel about them tonight taking they're on scary. Kansas? They're scary. I think they're a very scary team. But KU does not lose a conference opener, especially at home. I think KU gets it done. But, man, this KU team, it's its the shakiest 11-1 basketball team I can ever remember. Texas and K-State. Where's that? It is in Manhattan. I'll go with At the Octagon of Doom. It's going to be something. It's going to be like 56-52. K-State's just been playing. They've been nothing. playing great defense, but not a lot of offense. Yeah, and Dean Wade is out at least a month, probably more like six weeks. It'll make things interesting early to begin this season. But we know that Kansas State, once they get it going, if they do get it going, they could be one of the best teams because they're one of the most experienced coming back. Texas Tech is at West Virginia tonight. Iowa State's at Oklahoma State. No TCU, no Baylor. But I think we've got a really good docket of games tonight. Yeah, I really do. KU's on at 8. So is K-State. Yeah, they're both on at 8. KU's on ESPN2. K-State's on ESPNU. Okay. So, um... I've got two TVs in my house. So oh, there I'll you able, go. I'll be able to really match them up well. Okay, well there you go. But uh, I just do the flip thing. I don't tape once. You know, I just flip back and forth. I don't get tied down to the K State games that closely. Um, you know, being a KU guy, I, I like to watch the KU game all the way through. But KU has just got to get some things figured out. They just got Big Dope back. Had a great return. Played twenty minutes. Looked exhausted. I could relate to that. I, I, you know, he just looked like always me. exhausted. Yeah, and but Diedrich Lawrence or Lawson looked all out of sorts with Big Dope back. He he just didn't know. He was very unsure of himself. He only scored like eight points, uh, had a lot of assists. But uh, I wish they'd had about three more games together before conference play because there was a lot of interior passing that was just kind of muddled, and they still don't shoot the three. They should, really don't shoot the three very well. Should be fun games tonight. Big 12 basketball back oh, yeah. underway. Yep. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sal, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well,